today's episode of The Enlightened Agent, we have Kim Nevinger from Tompkins Financial. She is the vice president and commercial lines manager there. Kim is one of our champions in our Champions of Change series. And she's been doing this for 30 years. She almost makes it sound uh, makes it sound easy. We know change is hard, uh, but Kim's got a lot to learn from and a lot of experience. So if you want to hear about uh, Kim and her experience uh, rolling out change and driving adoption and changing the insurance industry, uh, stick around and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of The Enlightened Agent the podcast that brings you conversation with top insurance professionals and industry leaders. My name is Jason Keck, and I'm joined today by Kim Nevinger, the Vice President and Commercial Lines Manager at Tompkins Financial. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me, Jason. I'm excited you're here. Today is our third episode in our Champions of Change series, Kim. This series, like our others, is focused on telling the story of enlightened agents who make a difference to their clients and their teams. And more specifically, the Champions of Change series is dedicated to the operational leaders in an agency responsible for driving that change. And so here at Broker Buddha, whenever we onboard a new agency, um, we always identify an implementation champion who's going to lead the setup, configuration, training of our platform with their team. And those people are the champions who lead the change, hence the name of the show. So awesome. Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim was our champion when we implemented Broker Buddha. You've been a great champion for us. You've had a lot of success driving adoption, and we're so appreciative of that. So I think to kick things off, I wanted to ask if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and telling our audience a little bit about your role. Sure. So again, thank you so much for having me. So I've been in the industry for over 30 years, got into it by mistake. I think just like most who haven't been brought up in the industry, I was just looking for a job when I moved back from my uh, from New Jersey with my husband and uh, ended up working as a receptionist for an insurance agency. From there, okay. I worked every position within that agency, uh, moving from receptionist to personal lines to claims and accounting. And then I went into commercial lines. Commercial lines is by far my favorite. <laughs> okay. Um, Why? But, a, uh, what, do, just, what do you love about it? It's constantly changing. Um, mm -hmm. The industry, we're busy. You know, I'm a workaholic and I love my job. And I love the people that I work with. Uh, no matter where I've gone, they're great people. They're very caring. And I think that's part of our industry. I, uh, you're, you're totally right about the people. I've really grown to love the people in the industry. Very approachable, very engaging, you know, very thoughtful. And uh, I've just, I've definitely found a home here. So that's a cool, that's a cool background. And so now tell me a little bit more about what you're doing with Tompkins today. So Tompkins actually created this role for me. The individual that had it prior did both customer service and marketing. We are in New York and Pennsylvania. They wanted him to concentrate more on just the marketing in both arenas, the New York and Pennsylvania area. So they created my role as service to manage all of the service within New York. So my role coming from multiple insurance uh, management positions. I shouldn't say multiple. I've really only had three. But then after I left my last agency, I went into the consulting business to try to help other agencies with training, efficiencies, 
and then COVID hit. So Hmm. as we all know that I wasn't looking for a role and that changed the way that the consulting, we really weren't, we weren't traveling. We couldn't get to the agents. Uh, We were doing some customer service work and a local agency, Tompkins being local, reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested. And uh, here I am today. Amazing. Uh, so your commercial lines service focus, what does that, what does that mean? T- tell me more about so it. Let's get into it. Yep. So within the agency, what I am doing is looking for efficiencies. Uh, Broker Buddha was one of them. Uh, we were looking to make uh, the process for our customers easier. And when we researched digitizing the applications and how quickly we can get those applications back, how easy the system is to use, not just for our customers, but also for our team members. Great system. Love it. Uh, Also started download with our agency, eDocs and messages. So, and right now this year, we're getting into rewriting all of our procedures. So huge project there. That's a lot. That's a lot to undertake. That is a lot. Um, (laughs) It is a lot. And so are you primarily operationally focused? Are you also client focused? Do do you you have accounts? I do not have accounts. So I have uh, team leads underneath me, and they're the ones that manage the the, uh, employees within the organization that handle the commercial lines. I kind of oversee to make sure that we're following all of our procedures. We're meeting our goals, uh, our culture, everything that we have that we really try to accomplish here at Tompkins. So um, I do help out quite a bit because if there's issues with an account, that's when I get involved. So uh, harder market, yep. looking for rate, loss control, things like that. So I'll get involved that way without actually handling certain counts. Cool. Good. Yeah. It sounds like given all your experience and your background, that that seems like a, a great asset uh, to be able to work with the team. Speaking of history, you said, I think you said 30 years you've been in the industry. You've, yes. you've undoubtedly been a part of both operational and or system evolutions. And as you know, and as we know, change is hard. So I'm, I'm curious as you look at doing organizational and operational change, like how do you think about defining success on those projects? And you know, what does that look like? So defining success is just the overall team wrapping their arms around the project and really moving forward with it and liking it loving it, um, understanding that the change was necessary and also it did make it better. Change is hard for everyone and everyone will fight it right from the beginning. There'll be some adapters that are like, sign me up. And those are the champions. Those are the ones that we want to communicate with, probably put on the early adapters so that they can test it. And then we all work together to train. And that kind of looks like... um, Group training as well as individual training, because we all know that everyone learns differently. Mm-hmm. And communication is the biggest thing. You need to let yep. your team know that something's coming down. Why? They want to know why we're doing it. What's yep. the purpose? What's the benefit for me? What's the benefit for the clients? And then work toward all of that. And success really is after that year that we've done it and they can really start seeing it is when you say, can I take away this program? And they say, absolutely not. Right. You know, you succeeded in what you wanted to do. I love the way you started answering that question and the way you ended it, but you started by talking about the people because, you know, whenever you think about processes, processes are, are generally 
you know, people, you need people to do the processes, right? And the people need to be comfortable with the change. They need to understand yep. the change. They need to get their head around it. They need to be comfortable letting go of the old process. And so, you know, you didn't talk about metrics and 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 data. You talked about the people, which is the sign of of an experienced change manager, right? When you're when you yeah. know that uh, the people drive the change, the people are the change, and that's that's that is what you're changing is is how they do things. So, I think the other so smart. part of it is you have to understand they have their daily job to do. So mm-hmm. you're throwing something that's brand new to them, and they have to get used to it. You have to give them that time, and you really have to let them, you know, do it and work with it and be patient with it. You can't just throw it at them and say, by this date, this needs to be the new way. It's, you have to work as a, as a team. Yep. The most successful projects we've had, you get wholesale buy-in, collaborative team, working together, supporting each other. And I like the way you, you've finished answering the question about success, which is, you know, you asked me if you could take it away and they say, hell no, then, you know, (laughs) you've, you've done you've done a good job. And you're like, surprise, we have another project coming up. Yep. So, <laughs> I think cool. that in this industry, there's constant change. And if you don't keep up, you're going to fall behind. So the employees have to realize that change is, I mean, just look at, we didn't have cyber years ago. We didn't have employment practices. I mean, even our industry coverages change based on the world. Yep. You got to be able to react to that um, yep. quickly. And that makes a lot of sense. So, I'm also interested in understanding the way you guys approach changes. So is there any um, either best practices or, or frameworks that you use when it's time to, well, you got you got a big change that needs to happen. Talk me through your process. How do you do it? So I think first, when someone comes up with an idea, you have to kind of talk to senior leadership and, and tell them what the benefit of this change would be. Get a game plan together, get some people in the room, talk it out, look at the whole big picture on who is this going to affect? What is our timeline? How are we going to do this? What training do we need to do? And just really try to plan it out before you move forward with it. And then you need to communicate it to the staff so that they understand something's coming and they get prepared for it. Make sure that they realize that they're going to have the time to implement it. And then just assign your champions, set up the training and move forward that way. There's been some stumbles, you know, along the way. No project is ever perfect, but you learn and you just move on and help those that need the extra help and uh, assign a mentor if they need it so that they always know somebody to go to. Yep. Yeah. It's funny as you were talking through the process, like you've clearly done this over and over and over again. Um <laughs> It almost sounds like you made it sound so simple. <laughs> it's like, oh, it it sounds so easy. If only but there's so much easy. work involved before before you even begin. It's just a lot. Yep. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of yep. planning. And there's also a lot of time in the middle, right? Because that's the even with all that prep and planning, right? There's still there's still like going through the process of change and supporting people through that. So I like the mentor approach. I think that's important. I like obviously the champion approach is one one we believe in. And I think with bigger teams, you you might need sort of uh, interim in, interim managers. I guess the mentors sort of fit that bill, right? Where it's like the champion can't be the mentor for everybody. Hopefully, you've got maybe some um, 
either more forward thinking people or tech forward people who can kind of be the be the mentors and, and support others and uh, or maybe you could pair people up to to work on things together. So um, yeah, you definitely have to recognize that they have their normal job to do too. So you yeah. have to give them the support on the back end, whether that's delegating to someone else or myself, take some of that responsibility so that they can really adapt to the change and work through it as they need it. Yeah, I have a little bit more history with startups than I do with kind of uh, established businesses and startups. You don't really get, nobody gives you the time to change. You just work longer hours to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I realized that's <laughs> that's not exactly the culture at a lot of these agencies, right? Where, yeah. where working 60, 80 hour weeks is not the norm, right? You want get people who have, uh, they're very good at their jobs, they're good at what they do, but they also have you know, families and lifestyles that are important right. to them and you have to respect that. And I think that's yeah. awesome. So any favorite projects over the years that you can talk about? Anything that, you know, went incredibly well, had a huge impact, or maybe it was a big challenge and you got through it? What what comes to mind? So a couple of projects that come to mind is um, eDocs through our agency management system that comes through the carriers, through Ivan's. If people aren't using that in their agency management systems, they need to, and we need to get more companies on on board with it. I mean, our policies come through Ivan's and they just automatically attach to our image right system, setting a task for the account manager. We don't have to touch them. We used to have almost like a full-time employee, well, we still do, that will have to go out to the carrier websites and pull all these policies that just renewed or the endorsements and things like that. We no longer have to do that. It's awesome. Broker Buddha was another thing. Our clients love it. We're saving time. We're not sending their reminders. The clients are filling out our applications as soon as they get them. So what used to take us weeks now might take a day or two. And then we can quickly, and they're legible because (laughs) there's no one handwriting them. So we can actually see what the client has put on the application and they're ready for the renewal next year. So those two, uh, as far as, you know, what have been implemented here at Tompkins have gone pretty well. Um, We're getting more and more involved because as you know, we've been on Broker Buddha one year, Um, getting that implemented, trained. We had to give our team time and- You know, just like every other organization that's out there, it's hard to get people to, that are retiring to find a mm. replacement. You know, there's not very many people that are coming in the insurance industry, which is a great industry. I just don't understand why people aren't coming in. I think they need to realize that there's so much you can do within yep. this industry. It's not just sitting in a desk. There's loss control. There's claims. There's so much you can yep. do that we need people in our industry to come in. It's a great industry. Yep, I agree. Thank you for for mentioning our project. It's been a pleasure working with you, and I'm I'm also glad Same you mentioned. Here. You know, it takes it takes time, right? You guys are a year in, and there's still more change that has to happen, and that's just part of the journey. And it's it's fun to be on that journey with good people. So, well, every, thank you and your team. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Every project is different, though, and and not all projects do go to plan. Are there are there mm-hmm. uh, any any lessons learned or favorite projects that maybe not favorite projects, maybe least favorite projects. That's not what I was going with. Um, <laughs> any, any, can you think of some projects that where you learned, you know, you learned your lesson around the process that, and, and, you know, can you share some of those lessons with, with the listeners today? And you don't have to name it if you don't want to, you can, you can, <laughs> you can talk, talk around exactly what it was, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you've learned over the years in doing this. 
You have to learn that obviously there are different agency management systems and every carrier has their own system as well. So when you're trying to take all these different systems and combine them into what you're looking for, it's not going to be perfect. So you have to find workarounds. And that's what we've done. When you find some efficiencies, you've got to go with it. And then you just work around what might need to be done in the back end or the front end and just work with it. Because overall, there are efficiencies with a lot of the technical stuff that is happening. And the carrier downloads aren't always perfect, mm. but you know we can make them work. And yep. hopefully we can continue to communicate with our carriers on the items that are needed some change. And as they're updating, things are improving as well. So we have to give them time. It's not just all about us, but we like things faster than, than sometimes they come around. Yep. No, I know that it's, it's industries picking up the pace, but you know, it, it's complicated. Commercial insurance is complicated and is. there's a lot of complexity to it. But I, I, I think what I heard you describing was sort of a need to work with your partners and communicate with them, not just yep. internally about the changes, but you know, when you're using or working with external either vendors or partners or carriers or technology companies, communication there is critical as well. And I think you have to lean on them for what you want if they're not delivering it, right? That's that's important yeah. in, in the nicest possible way, of course. <laughs> well, and and like I said, with it, there is a lot of efficiencies with it. It's just you need to to understand what's coming and and do what you need to do if if something doesn't come in correctly. Yep, that's for sure. Thirty years of doing this. Are there any are there any Kim Nevinger secret sauce, you know, magic tricks that you have for for driving good projects? What what, how do you know what works and, and how have you harnessed that in, in, in the way that you do this? Um, I think I build a lot of respect with my teammates. That's one of the okay. things they know that I'm going to get in the trenches with them and I'm going to help any way I possibly can. I'm one of these employees that will do the 60 to eight hours to make sure that everyone else is getting what they need and that they have that life balance. I would never ask anyone on my team to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So I think the first thing is, is respect. The second would be communication and patience. I mean, there are people that are going to sit at their desk and cry and you have to make sure that you understand what they're going through because in the back of their mind, they know that they have certificates to do or renewals to do or quotes and, and you have to respect that and help them through it either by giving them that time to to learn and taking over what they need to do on the back end or giving them the time to do what they need to do on the front end and you taking the back end. So it's a lot of respect and communication is my secret sauce. Knowing that you've done the work before should command a lot of respect um, when and demonstrating that you understand your people and what they're going through. If you, if you sort of join that with your earlier comment about kind of connecting with the people involved and understanding what they're going through. Um, I think that you put those two together and you've got the ingredients for, for a successful project. And I think that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I like, I like that, you know, Kim, the, the show is called the enlightened agent and enlightenment is defined as the state of having knowledge or understanding. And so I guess I wanted to ask you as we kind of think of wrapping up the show here uh, in in an effort to enlighten our audience, uh, what would you recommend to people in the insurance industry 
as they're thinking about either adopting new software or updating their processes? Any any kind of sage advice you could share? Uh, just make sure that you understand the product that you want to adapt to your yeah. organization. Check others and and compare. Yeah. Um, really do the investigation up front before understanding your need is biggest is the really the biggest thing. What is your need? Where do we find it? Talk to other uh, agencies, carriers, get some recommendations, and then move forward and communicate the most that you possibly can, set up your training and uh, get it done so that yeah. everybody says, I do not want that you to take away that, that new program. One of the challenges in the insurance industry is that there are not typically a lot of new tools and products and insurance requires, you know, generally speaking, it requires insurance specific tools. It's very hard. I found it very hard to adapt non-insurance sure. technologies to insurance outside of maybe your your big CRMs, right? But the generally speaking, anything that's around the customer and the policy lifecycle, like if it's not insurance specific, it's just it just doesn't meet your needs. And so as a result, there's not that many tools out there. And so you really have to figure out, to your point, you know, does this do these tools meet our needs, right? And or enough needs that I can deal with the workarounds, which right. sounds like are inevitably there. And then you go through that buy-in process to get everybody involved. So, And it's really and, everyone in the agency from receptionists to producers, to account managers, to upper management. It, you really have to get everyone in. To totally agree. We've had the most success whenever it's wholesale buy-in, right? And people say like, we're doing this, there's no choice. And it's, it's not an if, it's a when, and here's the process and come along and we're <laughs> going to support you through it. And in the end, you won't want to let go. And generally, you know, we didn't do that in the beginning of the business because frankly, we were just trying out the product ourselves. But over time, as we got more mature with both the product and our implementation, that became a real uh, critical success factor for us is, is getting everybody from you know the executive to the receptionist involved. So right. um, I'm glad you said that. Kim, really enjoyed having you on the show. Really enjoyed hearing about your journey and your experiences. Always enjoy working with you. Before we wrap up, anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we go? Get more people in the insurance industry. Great industry. Yeah. Talk about it. Get out there. Promote it. But thank you for inviting me. It was awesome. I um, am happy to share what I've learned in the industry and how to be successful. Awesome. Yeah, we've we've appreciated you and I appreciate you being on here today. Uh, look forward to our, our next catch up on Broker Buddha and Tompkins and continuing to spread the word about the industry because uh, it's been fun. So we'll see you soon. Thanks, Kim. Yes, thank you.